Welcome to the Alien Beer Podcast. My name is Chrissy Garrison. I'm an independent science fiction and fantasy author, and I will be reading my stories to you. I deal with grief and other hard emotions, in part by channeling that energy into something else. Writing can be therapy for me. For example, Transwitch was written during a time of great stress and distress for me. The result wasn't a big block of angst or gloom and doom, but a peek into a world where hard things can be overcome and love wins out in the end. This story comes in the wake of losing one of my best friends. Stella was always my buddy from the very first day she came into my life, for 12 years, until early this month when she passed away. If, when I tell you that Stella was a cat, you react by dismissing that is not the same as losing a human friend, then I feel sorry for you. I had always intended there to be a cat character in the Rosedale pub, but recent events helped me decide the form that cat would take. That, and an old song that I repurposed to be kinder and more magical than it was intended to be. Anyway, here's Rosedale pub, the cat came back. Alyssa's brow furrowed as she and Yasmin peered down at the young traveler, who was sprawled out upon the hard light pool table. Alyssa used a clean condiment bottle to squeeze a little more ice water between the person's ashen lips. She hoped that Z had finally fixed the table. She would hate for it to wink out of existence at this moment. What do you think, Yaz? Are they going to make it? Yasmin shook her head and pursed her lips, making no other reply. With a gasp, the young person's eyes flew open. They snatched the squeeze bottle from Alyssa's hand, pulled off the top, and gulped the contents, spilling almost as much as they drank. You will want to slow down there, said Yasmin, taking a step back, or someone is going to have to mop it up, and you'll be just as dehydrated as before. Alyssa swatted at Yasmin and said, Honey, are you okay? What happened? Were you lost on the road? The stranger's wild eyes glanced back and forth between the two women. I don't know. Where am I? When am I? What happened to the cat? Alyssa exchanged a glance with Yasmin, then told the youth, Slow down there. You're safe. You're in the Rosedale pub. Let's start simple. I'm Alyssa. This is Yasmin. What's your name? I'm Paige, said the youth, rubbing their face with both hands. I need to find that cat. Did you see which way she went? Alyssa helped Paige up off the table, leading them to a more reliable chair nearby. With a wave from Alyssa, Yasmin walked back toward the bar. The jukebox sprang to life, playing Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. We didn't see a cat. Dee found you outside in the road. We brought you in here. To be honest, we thought you were dead. Paige's eyes narrowed as they peered around the pub. Maybe I am? Maybe I was? I probably should be. You're not going to believe this, but I was lost between worlds. No, really? asked Alyssa, trying to keep her sarcasm to herself. Actually, you're still between worlds. That's where the Rosedale exists. It's a liminal space. Paige frowned, meeting Alyssa's eyes. So, this is some sort of afterlife? Or before life? Alyssa smiled and shook her head. Not that I know of. Plenty of people come and go from here. We have a bunch of regulars, even. Think of this as like a truck stop along the interstates of space-time. Across the pub, the mirror behind the bar clouded, 
and a rather stormy face frowned at Alyssa. Alyssa waved a hand to dismiss Rosedale's frown. I mean, we're a lot classier than your average truck stop. I'm just saying, as a place, we're neither here nor there. The mirror cleared and went back to reflecting the bar. Yasmin returned to hand a glass of orange juice to Paige. Thank you, said Paige, sipping with restraint this time. Are you sure you didn't see a cat? Yasmin shook her head. Not this time. This time? asked Alyssa. Yasmin shrugged. Lots of travelers report being led here by a cat. Usually the cat is gray. Paige interrupted to finish her sentence. With peach spots, right? Yasmin nodded. A muted tortoise shell. I've asked Rosedale about it, but they always just change the subject. The stories go back so many years before even my time here that it can't possibly be the same animal. No cats live that long. Maybe the cat rewound like I did, whispered Paige, peering at the door that led out to the road. Yasmin's eyes widened. Oh, no, you didn't. Paige offered her a watery grin and nodded. I did. Alyssa frowned. Did what? Something incredibly stupid, said Yasmin, folding her arms in front of her. Shocked, Alyssa planted fists upon her hips and said, Yes, that's no way to talk to our guest. Paige placed a gentle hand upon Alyssa's upper arm. No, that's totally fair. Like I said, I should be dead. I had to try, you know. Yasmin shook her head. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I needed another chance. I couldn't just give up. Yasmin's eyes flashed dark anger. Everyone else does. We accept what has happened. We nurse our hurt. We grieve, and then we move on. I don't think you realize just how dangerous what you did could have been. How dangerous it still could be. You could have undone your own past. You could have unraveled the lives of people close to you as chunks of your life vanished, never having happened at all. Paige shrank back into the wooden chair, placing the half-empty glass of juice on the table in front of them. Alyssa held up both hands, as though she meant to hold Yasmin back. Go easy on them, Yaz. They're lucky to be alive. Yasmin nodded, eyes still smoldering with contained fury. That's exactly my point. Alyssa turned to Paige. What did you actually do? Well, said the young person, I had this girlfriend. Her name was Simone. We grew up together. Our friendship bloomed and we became lovers. We were two halves of a whole, you know? But then it came time to go to university, and they picked Liberty, way down south, and I picked Valley View, close to home. I always imagined us growing old together in Valley View. I let my fear of the unknown rule me, and Simone wouldn't be held back, not even for me. She pleaded with me to go with her. I begged her to stay. She left me behind, and in the end, it ruined me. Paige sipped at their juice, eyes far away for a long moment. Alyssa wanted to ask questions, but let Paige tell their story without interruption. Yasmin stalked off to take her station behind the bar, sullenly cleaning already spotless glassware. After another long moment, Paige continued, Anyway, I guess Simone thrived at Liberty. We kept up online at first. We had video calls, then we fell into a habit of texting each other. The texts became fewer and farther apart. One day she called me out of the blue and introduced me to her new partner, some guy with a buzz cut, a National Guard guy. She said he saved her from drowning during Hurricane Millie. I wanted to be happy for her, but I hated him for taking my place. Alyssa nodded. 
I mean, it wasn't kind of me, but feelings are feelings, right? Alyssa shrugged. Can't help how you feel, only how you express those feelings. You sound like Simone, said Paige, with a bitter edge to their voice. Simone was always right, too. I mean, I don't have all the answers. I'm here at the Rosedale because I'm still figuring things out. Paige met her eyes. A ghost of a smile appeared at the corners of Paige's mouth. Thanks for that. So, okay, you lost the love of your life, said Eliza. What happened next? Paige sighed and stared at their fingers. I wanted out of the world. I just wanted to leave and go somewhere without her. Everything in my world reminded me of her and the dreams I'd had. I dug into arcane books in the library, not the regular part of the Valley View University Library, but in a lost corner in the basement that had brittle old handwritten books. No one seemed to know what I meant when I described it, not even the librarians. As Paige paused, Alyssa rolled her hand in the air to encourage them to continue. In one of them, I found a map. It was marked in several places with little door icons all around campus. I could tell you all about the research I did to go with that map, but the short version is, I found my way out. The doors were intermittent portals to other dimensions, other worlds where things had gone differently. I packed a bag of clothes, some mementos from my life, the book, some food and water, and made my plan to exit. That's when I met the cat. The muted torty? Yes, the one with the peach spots. When I got to the gazebo at midnight, the cat was waiting for me. When I walked toward the door that shimmered in midair, the cat walked right in front of me and almost tripped me. I shooed her away, but with each step, she got in front of me, walking back and forth in a kind of S-shaped curve to block me over and over. Alyssa laughed. I had a cat that did that. It was sweet, but obnoxious. Paige nodded and smiled. See, I thought she was being affectionate, but I know now she was warning me away. I almost missed the door. It started to fade while I stumbled over the cat for the third time. If I got there too late, I knew it'd be several more months before I'd get another chance. What about the other doors? I hadn't figured them out yet. I didn't want to wait. Every day without Simone was a new misery. It was time. So I jumped over the cat and threw myself through the fading doorway. And when I ended up sprawled in the gazebo, I wept because I thought I'd missed it. But I returned to my apartment only to find someone else living there. When I tried my credit cards to buy things, they were all declined. One clerk even said my paper money was counterfeit. He said there never was a President Burr. We argued history until he threw me out, threatening to call the cops. Aaron Burr? said Alyssa. In my world, Paige interrupted. Yeah, I know. That's when I figured it out. I'd done it. I'd made it to another world. At first, I was ecstatic, having accomplished the impossible. But in this place, no one had heard of me. I had no home. I had no past and no identity on record. What jobs I could find were all under the table. I realized I'd had it good back home, and with time, I thought I could maybe get over Simone. So I consulted the book again and found myself in a park between two bronze statues of eagles just before solar noon at the winter solstice. You'll never guess what happened when I got there. Mm, the cat came back? guessed Alyssa. Paige nodded. Yes, I would swear it was the same cat, but maybe it was the one that belonged to this similar but different world I found. She purred and rubbed against me and did the same S-curve walking in front of me again to hold me back. I ignored her again and made it through, only to find myself in the same park in the middle of summer. 
Everyone stared at me in my puffer coat, but I let out a cheer anyway. When I looked around me, the cat was nowhere to be seen. And then it got stranger. How so? asked Alyssa. Well, it was my world, all right. My credit cards worked. They took my money, even with old Aaron Burr's face on it. But as I sat down to a meal in the campus cafeteria, the TV showed news of a devastating hurricane, damaging Liberty U's main campus. At first, I wondered at the odds of two hurricanes wrecking the same campus so close together, but then I saw it. Alyssa found she'd been staring as Paige talked. What was it? Paige leaned forward. Their voice shook as they said, It wasn't another hurricane. It was the same hurricane. Millie. I had somehow gone back in time. I knew right then the buzzcut guy was pulling my lost love from a flood, saving her life. I thought to myself, what if I could be the one to save her instead? Alyssa's mouth formed a little O, and she shook her head. You didn't. Paige nodded, eyes full of fire. You know I did. I did more research, and it all became clear to me. Time in the other world I'd been to runs backward. Every minute I spent there had rewound time in my home universe. So you went back? Yes, I went back. The cat showed up again, even more emphatic this time. She meowed and even yowled at me, and even though I tripped, I made it through. I stayed longer than before. It seems that time also runs slower in that place. I stayed a year this time, taking odd jobs, earning Lincolns and Fosters to get by, mostly couch surfing. I readied myself at the summer solstice in the park. I got there early to account for time spent arguing with the cat, as usual. This time she hissed at me and poofed up in warning. I dodged her and took the door into spring back home. You should have listened to the cat, said Alyssa. Paige scowled. Don't you think I know that now? But at the time, it was just this cat, and I saw how I had one more chance to be with my Simone. I bided my time and made my way down south to Liberty. Knowing that Millie was on her way, I hung out and learned the lay of the land. Alyssa frowned. And you stalked Simone, didn't you? To figure out her schedule? Paige hung their head. I'm not proud of it. But I knew that if I could be the one to save her, I'd win her back. I'd even enroll at Liberty. We could be together again. Why didn't you just approach her directly? Paige laughed. I thought about that, but how would I explain her running into me when I was also texting her from Valley View? She'd think I was some imposter, probably. And I didn't know what would happen if the me in this pastime learned I was here. Would that stop me from going back in the first place? I had to give my plan a try. So I waited, and when the hurricane hit, I was ready. I had life preservers, ropes, and I'd rented a massive pickup truck on credit. Except it didn't go as planned. As the waters rose and the flooding began, I found that the truck I'd rented wasn't up to the task as I thought. Swept down the road where Buzzcut Guy had saved Simone, I had to abandon the truck and climbed up an obelisk monument on Liberty Campus. When Buzzcut himself arrived in the rescue Humvee and saved me, I knew I'd made a fatal mistake. As we watched, Simone floated by in her little Chevy and sank below the water. Buzzcut and I both dove into the water at the same time. The current caught me, and I slammed into the Chevy and blacked out. When I awoke, Buzzcut had dragged me out of the water. 
As I vomited up lungful after lungful of dirty water, I Simone's lifeless body laying across the hood of the Humvee. Alyssa's eyes widened. Oh, no! Paige wiped at tears as they continued. Yeah, Simone died because I'd interfered with the past. The cat was right. I shouldn't have gone back. I was better off at the beginning. Simone would have lived. So, I knew what I had to do. I had to stop myself. Alyssa groaned. The cat showed up again, and this time, I had a little talk with her. She did her best to stop me. But there was no way I could leave things as they stood. I went to the backwards world again and found one of my crash spots. I still had the key, even. Alyssa sat straight up, dread filling her. You went to find yourself? Isn't that... Paige finished her sentence. Dangerous? Probably. I didn't care, so long as I could prevent myself from causing Simone's death. I snuck in and found myself sleeping. As quiet as I could, I grabbed their copy of the book. To my horror, they sat up and screamed as they saw me there in the darkness. Oh my, said Alyssa. Paige grimaced at the memory as they went on. I struggled with my past self, and we shattered each other. They wouldn't listen to me, so I punched them. That's when things got really weird. Alyssa became aware that the face of Rosedale had appeared in the mirror once more, expressing just as stormy as before, their sharp features containing more menace than Alyssa could remember having seen before. Rosedale remained silent. Unaware of the face in the mirror, Paige continued, At the moment I touched the other me, everything exploded around me. The light was unbearable, and I had to close my eyes against it. I thought I'd gone deaf because there was no sound at all, and it seemed like I was falling for a long time. I lost all concept of time and space and must have gone unconscious. Paige finished their juice and said in a lower voice, When I woke up, I was all alone in the middle of nowhere. Winds howled around me and tore at my clothes. My mouth and throat were dry as a desert, and my eyes burned when I opened them. I don't know where I was, but it wasn't a nice place. It was dark and cold. Several times, the broken ground made me fall and cut myself. I should have died. I thought maybe I had. Maybe this was hell, punishment for tampering with time and other people's lives. After I fell down for the third time, I just accepted my fate and lay down. Shivering, I waited for the elements to sweep away what remained of my life and consciousness. But the cat came back, said Yasmin, who appeared next to the table, offering a tray containing a sandwich and a hot mug of coffee. Paige smiled their gratitude and nimbled at the sandwich a while before responding. You already heard this story, hmm? Yeah, the cat came back, but this time she nuzzled my face and walked away, and then she came back to walk around me in a circle. She nuzzled me and walked away again. She repeated this a few times until I got up. I got the idea and followed her. We walked and walked, and I had to stop to rest several times, my mouth dry and my body aching. Each time, the cat nuzzled me and walked away to lead me onward. Each time, I rallied and walked further, but each time, I needed a break sooner and sooner. Finally, we made it to this dirt road, and she turned to follow it. The winds picked up, and I lost her in the blowing dust. Then I just fell down in the road to die. Yasmin's words came more softly this time. And that's where Dee found you, out front. 
Paige shrugged. Must be. And now I don't know whether Simone lived or died. Maybe it was all for nothing. Rosedale, the voice of the pub itself, spoke from inside the mirror. I can answer that. When you touched your past self, you short-circuited that part of your life due to the paradox. You hadn't met yourself the first time around, so that time in between never happened. Startled, Paige whirled in their seat and gaped at the apparition in the mirror. They breathed, Simone. She's alive, said Rosedale, with certainty that could not be challenged. The same events that occurred before your reckless meddling proceeded as they would have. She nearly drowned, but was saved by the National Guardsmen. To Alyssa, it seemed that Paige deflated as the fear and anxiety drained out of them. What will you do now? asked Alyssa. Paige shook their head. It doesn't matter. She's alive, and I got another chance, after all. Will you go home? Paige laughed. I have no idea how to get there. I don't know where this even is. How would I even get home? Alyssa smiled and pointed at the doorway. I think she might be able to help you. The cat came back, rubbing up against the jukebox by the door. As if by her request, the jukebox began to play, I Won't Stand in Your Way, by the Stray Cats. As Paige stood, Alyssa put a hand upon their arm. Sweetie, are you sure you should be going so soon? Paige smiled. I've learned my lesson. This cat won't lead me astray. What about Simone and Buzzcut? asked Alyssa. Paige shook their head. I don't know, but like the song says, I won't stand in their way. This time. Alyssa hugged Paige and wished them luck. As the cat led Paige out of the pub, the face of Rosedale faded like the Cheshire cat until even their scowl disappeared. Thank you for listening to the Alien Beer Podcast. If you like my stories, please visit my website, sillyhatbooks.com. I publish as E. Chris Garrison, and my books may be found in paperback, ebook, and audiobook format on Amazon.com and other places. The theme music for Alien Beer Podcast is Phantom from Space by Kevin McLeod. I very much enjoy feedback on this podcast and on my stories, so please leave comments on my website, visit me at at EC Garrison on Twitter, E. Chris Garrison on Facebook, or drop me an email at ecg at sillyhatbooks.com. Hi everyone, I'm Jay, host of the Unafraid podcast. On Unafraid, I share stories from the queer community that help us to grow, learn, and understand that while we are all different, there is an immeasurable beauty in that diversity. The Unafraid podcast is my labor of love, and I want to share that love with you. New stories are aired each week, so you can check out Unafraid on your podcast distributor right now. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.